Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. The Flames hit the over in the first period, but nearly lost the game in final seconds. What does a healthy Jonathan Huberto bring to this team, and how on earth do we keep this momentum going here on today's episode of Locked On Flames? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I am so happy to be back with you today. My name's Jess Belmosto, and I am your host of Locked On Flames. We're returning after about a, a week or two hiatus um life happens and unfortunately gets the best of you sometimes but thank you for joining me as we are going to talk about the flames (laughs) winning some games after a miserable seven game losing streak that i didn't think was ever going to end and of course a healthy huberdo a healthy chris tanev and just what can we do to keep this the win, keep putting it in the win column. Let's get some wins. Let's leave the L's behind, okay? Last night was incredible, okay? Five, one, two, three, four, five even strength goals from our Calgary Flames. Before the hiatus, we were talking about how desperately this team needed to score at even strength. And last night, they proved that they they are capable of doing it. Now it is a matter of replicating last night. Now I'm not saying you have to go out and score six goals every night, but like our good friend Dick Zerara says, said there was going to need to be a game where this team came in, potted six or seven goals, to rejuvenate them and I truly believe that that was last night and the LA Kings they had their moments but they couldn't string enough of those moments together to make it work against the Flames (sighs) this team is not going to win if they do not score even strength goals you know we talk about how this game is Today's game is about special teams, and you look at, you know, Edmonton and how successful their power play is and how their special teams really are special, but you, you're you playing a majority of the game at five-on-five. Five. So let's, let's learn how to do that and score, which is, of course, <laughs> the, the goal in hockey, right? This team had five even-strength goals. That feels like a step, a leap, not even a step, but a magnificent leap for the Flames, for this team. Huberto got the Flames started, earned his 200th career goal, stick taps all around for Hoobie there. It was great to have him back. Great to see him in the mix of things and just go out there and score very early on in the game, mind you. And be part of this team. I think that helps. I don't think Huberto is the kind of guy that, like, 
wears the monkey on his back when, you know, he falls into a rut or anything. But if there is one, it's out. It's off his back. It's there. And then Mangiapani, hello, earned his third of the season. But you know who was not far behind him with his fourth of the season? Locked on Flames. Favorite Calgary Flame player, Brett Ritchie. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, well, just listen to last year's episode. I'm pretty sure I have an episode titled, Brett Ritchie Brings Nothing to the Table. Or something like that. But no, in all seriousness, Brett Ritchie has uh, jump-started his career again in Calgary under Daryl Sutter. So thank you, Daryl, for bringing (laughs) something to the table when it comes to Brett Ritchie. And then, of course, to Foley scored as well <laughs> this was all in the first 20 minutes by the way so um you know it, it was it was a great start to the game it was an excellent way to get another win underneath their belt because I think they were desperately desperately searching for one you know even though they did beat the Jets you know, stringing a couple wins together in a row helps the momentum, helps the energy in the room. It, it, it means a lot to the team. It helps that magic and that chemistry, right? Uh, boosts the morale. But again, the Flames were able to score five even strength goals last night. Five out of their six goals. I just have to say that is quite impressive. I'm, I am not happy that they allowed five goals, but I am very happy that they scored five even strength goals and even six goals to end the evening. But we do have to talk about the elephant in the room, if you will. And that is our good friend, the holding a lead challenge here on Locked on Flames. But first, let me talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, news, and, and analysis and stats. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer, esports, and more. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts and you just can't get enough of us here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, check out Bet Online. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. I bet, I still remember, I still remember, I placed a bet. Opening night, Cowboys, CD Lamb was going to score a touchdown. I didn't do it. But you know when I I always bet the over when it comes to the comes to hockey it doesn't have to be the Flames in general, and I get that extra betting credit. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. I appreciate you all sticking around here at Locked On Flames with me, your girl Jess Belmosto. Um, I do want to say thank you to everyone who did donate to the GoFundMe, who shared the GoFundMe for Meg, uh, who sent well wishes and everything. Uh, I am dedicating the rest of 
this season and really every creative project I put my name on to Meg because she was uh, my best friend and the world is, the earth is sorely going to miss that bright spot. And I, I think Matthew Kachuk fans will miss her as well because she <laughs> she was one of the funniest ones out there. But let's talk about holding leads. We just talked about how great the first period was, right? How great the offense was, how they came alive. And you love to see them score four goals in 20 minutes. Like that's, that is entertainment. I, if you're a baseball fan, you know, you know, pitchers duels can't, they can be great, right? Like, especially when it's two great pitchers, but sometimes you get pitchers duels where like, it's two like really bad pitchers and the offense just cannot get going on either side. I, I do love one of those. The, uh, the two aces showing down, but I, I love me a home run derby and also just like a skills challenge in the NHL. You know, an NHL game, offense is going crazy. Like a battle of Alberta, that nine to six game. That is what I love. Give me all of the goals. Give me all of the chaos. Give me two goaltenders that could not stop a beach ball. And I think that's kind of what we were getting last night. But we have to talk about the inevitable here. The elephant in the room. What what are we going to do about the inability to hold the lead? What is Joe Biden's plan to help the Flames hold the lead? <laughs> what, what is the plan here? Because the Flames go up one nothing, right? Soon after, LA ties it up and then they turn around and take a 2-1 lead. The expectation is that this team will not hold a lead. They need a cushion. Even with a cushion, they still blow a 3-1 lead. They did it to the Oilers, you know? Or not the Oilers, sorry, the Islanders, the other navy and orange team. They just cannot do it. It is inevitable. It is inevitable that this team will go into a game, have a lead, and throw it out the window. And this isn't something you want to see in general, but for them to be making such a habit of it is concerning. It would be less concerning if this team could pot two, three goals afterwards, but they can't or they couldn't. Last night could just be an anomaly where they did that, where they scored six goals in one night. You know, sometimes those nights happen, but can this team go out against, I don't know, the Minnesota Wild? blow a 3-2 lead or a 2-1 lead. So now it's, you know, whatever, 3-2 Minnesota. Can they can they go out there and score realistically score two more goals against Marc-Andre Fleury? Can they do that against one of the best defensive cores in the league? Can they do that? I don't know. I don't think that they can. I don't think 
that that is something that they can do or they're incapable of they're just incapable of doing it at the moment and last night there was a lot of luck on their side you know LA is a young team they're going to make mistakes they're going to make a number of mistakes and last night <laughs> they were like a moth to a flame when it came to capitalizing on LA's turnovers or silly mistakes. But then at the same time, they almost allow LA to tie it up with like 19 seconds left. So what are they going to do? Because there's just no way that you're going to be able to do that against teams like Vegas or Edmonton, maybe even Seattle. I don't know. It's just not in the cards for them at the moment. And for them to come out and do that and then immediately hit the road out east against some really tough teams that gave them so much trouble last year. I don't know if they have enough skill and I don't know if they have the confidence to do it. I just don't. I don't fully buy into this um, and into last night's game. I don't. I don't think the Flames are back. I think that they need to do a little bit more to prove to me they're back. But we got to figure out how to tighten up that game. Otherwise... They're going to be coming from behind all season long. And that is exhausting. And that is not sustainable hockey. And coming up next, we are, <laughs> we are absolutely going to be talking about our strategy, our plan to keep them, keep them going. Keep the ball, keep that ball rolling because the Flames certainly need it. And they need to get a few more wins before American Thanksgiving because that's kind of the starting point of when you can tell teams are doomed or destined for the playoffs. But first, I do want to talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. Uh, Simply Safe. We did Bet Online. 10 minutes ago, <laughs> but um, simply safe. If you've thought about securing your home with a home security system, but you have been putting it off, now is a perfect time to do it. You'll want to listen up because right now at Locked On Flames, listeners can get the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. The the holidays are coming. Property crimes like burglaries and packages, package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering you that 50% off. You don't want someone coming in and onto your porch and snatching those reverse retros that you ordered, right? You don't want that. I don't want that. So 
In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get a priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend to family, friends, and of course y'all here at Locked on Flames. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. And that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you all for hanging out with me. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto for uh, game time updates. You can watch me spiral as I um, <laughs> try to buy Taylor Swift tickets or get my hands on a reverse retro or anything at Jess Belmosto. And if you're watching on YouTube, it is on the screen. Okay. So, not to get overly confident, not to get too comfortable, but the Flames have strung together not one, but two wins now. Can they make it three? Can they make it a streak? Can they make it a streak? After. They've lost seven straight. Seven straight losses uh, does a number on anyone. It does a number on, a, on the fans on the people work in the games, and of course the players. You know, I think that there, sometimes there's like just nothing more demoralizing than losing a game that you should win against teams you know you can beat. And personally, I felt like there were a lot of the same mistakes in most of the games that they had just lost, you know, Obviously not having a healthy Chris Tanev and a healthy uh, Jonathan Huberdo or even a Michael Stone can, um, it can cost you. It clearly did. I think, you know, Huberdo not playing at 100% to start the season was a little, not even, excuse me, not even to just start the season, but whenever that little injury occurred, clearly you know, affected him. And then he had to miss a few games and not having, you know, your top left winger is a big deal. You know, it's not just a vacancy that anyone can fill. Hence why everyone was panicking when our previous top left, top line left winger left in free agency. We all remember that. Okay. Back to the, Back to present time. But sloppy turnovers, sloppy defense, zone entries, zone exits. There was just so much happening, not even necessarily in the same games, but piece by piece by piece. And, you know, you put it together and you get a whole lot of garbage. And you get multiple games that go the way of your opponent. They could not score. Or if it, if it wasn't scoring, it was them not being able to hold on to a lead. It was goaltending. It was the defense. It was just silly mistakes that cost them the games. And 
we saw how that worked out for LA last night. So learn from your mistakes, but then also the teams you're playing. You fly out east and you go play the Lightning on Thursday. They're currently tied for third in the Atlantic with the Panthers, who you also play on Saturday. How do the Flames keep any sort of momentum going? Or how do they build on these few wins to keep, to to get momentum going, basically, right? The one thing that they have going for them is obviously Huberto. You have a healthy Jonathan Huberto that is going to give you your playmaking, your great two-way forward, and just something, something on the power play. You have Mangiapane taking steps forward. It appears that he is taking steps towards that offensive frenzy he had last year. It really does look like this team could finally (laughs) be putting the puzzle together. You know, it's so easy to put this team under a microscope considering the season they had last year, the acquisitions over the summer, and then where they're at now. But, you know, you have to look at things from a bigger picture And that's okay to do, but now I feel like it's okay to kind of close that lens a little bit and focus on what's in front of you. Because, like I said, they have a healthy Huberto, a healthy healthy Chris Tana. Uh, Rasmus Anderson is having a great season. Mackenzie Wiegard, too. Noah Hannafin, he scored in Boston. Um, You know, that's great to see, too. You have... Hopefully, Michael Stone coming back. And if not, I know Oliver Shillington is still dealing with things over in Sweden. So maybe we'll see him this season at some point. And he will only bolster this defense even more. But it does look like things are getting stronger on the back end. Now that Chris Tanov is back and you don't have to worry about playing super young guys from the AHL that aren't necessarily fit for this team at the moment. And of course, you know, it does help to have lines that can score, especially at even strength. And they they just showed us that. So they need to not be afraid to shoot the puck, to get down in the corners, to force a turnover, to have clean breakaways, to have clean zone exits. You I think that Dylan Dubé truly is going to be my player to watch. I don't really like do that as a segment anymore, but I do think that Dylan Dubé should be your player to watch because I think that he does hold a lot of promise. And he, I think he does have some really nice um, skating in the neutral zone and puck control. So you'll have to just keep an eye on that and keep an eye on him. The flames are off tomorrow. So we will, um, Nick and I will be having a nice chat ready for you uh, Wednesday evening because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to this team. And of course, we just want to see better hockey. And we know every single one of you listening knows that the Flames are capable of playing better hockey than that seven-game skid that they had 
So make sure you tune in on Thursday night to watch the Flames play the Tampa Bay Lightning. I almost said the reigning Stanley Cup champions, but they are not. They are not. That would be the Colorado Avalanche. And of course, I I am so excited to watch this East Coast road trip, not only because it does wonders for my sleep schedule, but I think that you get that little culture shock when teams go to like the opposite coast. But that is all I have for you today. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are free 99 on every streaming platform. And of course, on YouTube, come hang out with me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And of course, LO underscore Flames pod. And I will catch you later.